This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Raab bhejane ke liye nahi, bhejne ke liye aaya hai. Kabalida. Aur tere se ki biryani hum sab mil baat kar khayenge aur bolenge Eid Mubarak. सुल्तान And don't forget race three and tube light in between, or Bharat in 2019. Eid in Bollywood always belonged to one man, Salman the Bhaijan Khan. Not this year though. As if all the gloom and doom over COVID second wave was not enough, Eid was a washout for all the hardcore fanatics of Sallu Bhai. Failing to find a suitable window. For a pandemic-free mega theater release, Salman's latest, Radhe, your most wanted bhai, had to adopt a hybrid model, meaning a theatrical release worldwide and a digital one in India, something no Bollywood A-lister has ever done. I do not know if this is any consolation, but even Indian superstar Rajnikanth's film shoots had to be cancelled after members. of his film crew tested positive in hyderabad come to think of it covid-19 played such a bad villain that rajni thalaiva also tore up his call sheet and decided against a much awaited political foray weeks of lockdown over 2 years has hit the film industry hard no shoots no theater releases massive rollovers the budgets are going bonkers for the fans it has meant no midnight queues For that first day first show ticket no sitting as per your convenience seat numbers be damned no group dancing singing or thunderous clapping the first time the larger than hero appears on screen no city bajawing shot ripping or shrieking your guts out in a single screen theater or even a multiplex with fellow fans and fanatics it's ditto down south no pouring or milk on life size cutouts no pujas or noto kahar all the madness and the masala the high emotional quotient and collective euphoria gone fade to black at the click of a button as the radhe numbers trickle in some say 42 lakh viewers watched the film on the pay per view platform on the first day itself it's clear that it has been a dismal start when compared with other salman eid releases it's 28th of may two fridays since eid you're listening to the morning brief from the economic times i'm orijit barman but why then are some calling this a master stroke that only salman khan could have pulled off a bold new experiment almost like a trailer on how we will watch films even blockbusters in the days to come at the comfort of our homes sitting on our favorite couch or possibly even on the mobile really 
Has COVID truly killed the cinema star? Will my favorite movie theater become a relic as our home becomes the new box office? I've invited two very special guests to this podcast to help decode these existential questions that I have for me as well as my listeners. Filmmaker Dibakar Banerjee, the author behind some of my personal favorites, including Oye Lucky Lucky Oye, Khosla Ka Ghosla, and the recently released Sandeep or Pinky Farrar a thinking man's director who has seamlessly experimented with different mediums and platforms from the big screen to the OTTs. Joining him to deep dive on new release strategies and the future of movie watching as well as making them, Hyderabad-based environmental engineer turned film producer Shobu Yarlagada, CEO, Arka Media Works. The world, of course, knows him as the maverick who produced Bahubali, arguably among the biggest blockbuster India has ever seen. Dibakar, Shobu, welcome to the Morning Brief. Let me come to you first, Shobu, and start by asking, you know, what's on top of everyone's mind? A Salman Khan film, an out-and-out masala action flick, just got released in India, just got released through a hybrid model. It was theatrical worldwide and digital in India. Would you say this is a significant milestone for Indian cinema, especially the way we watch or consume films? Hi, Arjit. It's definitely a landmark uh, point, but I don't think it would uh, it would be the way forward, especially in India, uh, because uh, we, uh, I, this is only, I believe it's primarily because of COVID. And once the COVID scenario uh, eases out and theatres come back to normal, uh, films like Rade and big blockbusters will find uh, their audience mainly in theaters and subsequently in the uh, in the OTT and um, and streaming platforms. I don't think pay-per-view, uh, simultaneous pay-per-view uh, along with theatrical release will be uh, a phenomenon in India anytime in the near future. Primarily because uh, I think the multiplex owners will not allow, multiplex uh, operators will not allow that to happen. Uh, and also uh, uh, it is not yet uh, uh, proven uh, how how the pay per view will uh, will be accepted by the Indian audience. Correct. Um, yeah. So uh, I it's think too early, too early to uh, take a. Absolutely, it's very it's it's a very early. But uh, having said that, Radha has done a, won- a wonderful experiment, and I think um, uh, it is it is uh, definitely uh, uh, the uh, the future will will lean towards it, but not immediately. But it's not the first ever movie that is getting released on an OTT, right? I guess what is different this time around is a Bollywood A-lister's big-budget film is getting released in this fashion. The scale and size coupled with this release strategy is, I guess, what is causing the heightened chatter. Absolutely. Uh, In the earlier, Kamala Hassan had tried uh, releasing one of his films uh, in this model through DTH. Um, and theatres, but theatre owners were uh, up in arms and uh, they never let it happen. Um, and I think uh, the same scenario will play out uh, of next time when I, here it happened. So, uh, I mean, there were no theatres right now in the market uh, open. So uh, the, there's really not much for the theatre owners to say. Um, uh, but uh, pay-per-view is a new phenomenon and Indians to understand it and pay for something. Uh, I think we will, uh, whether it's a Salman Khan film or a small film, we will take some time to accept that. Understood. We'll, we'll break down the, you know, the challenges uh, uh, right. in a bit. But 
I want to get Dibakar in and, uh, you know, get his perspective, uh, especially uh, his personal journey with his latest film, uh, Sandeep or Pinky Farrar. Um, Dibakar, this film, it was originally planned for a theatrical release last year. Uh, COVID stuck, uh, COVID struck us, so it got pushed by a few months. Then it got released around March of 2021 of this year. But COVID struck again. And finally, uh, this month, it began streaming on an OTT platform. Has it been an agonizing wait? Uh, I mean, I I won't call it agonizing, but I'll definitely call it, uh, how shall I put it? Uh, I'll definitely call it uh, a bit of a downer when sort of, you know, as Varun uh, Grover, my writer, Mm -hmm. He said that, uh, you know, Sandeep or Pinky Farrar is the only film which COVID two times. It's one of those unfortunate ones who had COVID and then had COVID again. And we've had many uh, sort of, you know, uh, we've heard cases like that. So I think what happened to us was beyond our control. Correct. So in post uh, sort of, you know, analysis, when one answers... Uh, we attribute a lot of agency to our thoughts and actions, okay? Mm-hmm. Which was not present when things happened. Okay. So, uh, basically, uh, we were leading up, uh, I mean, uh, we were sort of, you know, for distribution reasons and for reasons of us waiting for one or two of Arjun and Pariniti's theatrical releases to do well in 2019, mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, the studio had delayed the release of a of an outlier like Sandeep or Pinky Farrar mm-hmm. because they thought that a vanilla big ticket theatrical release of their other commercial films will create an environment mm-hmm. uh, which will help and kind of provide a slipstream uh, so to speak, for uh, uh, Sandeep or Pinky Farrar to coast on, you know. Understood. Uh, but you, your first choice was always a theatrical opening. Well, yes. I mean, it was my choice, actually. In fact, mm. YRF, I mean, Adi Chopra called me up and he said that, look, we are ready. Uh, I mean, this, is, uh, this is early 2019, I think, that, look, we are ready. And uh, what do you want? I mean, I mean, I'm asking you. I mean, would mm. you prefer a theatrical or would you prefer an OTT? Because, you know, you're the kind of director who I know that a lot of, you know, the Amazon, uh, Netflix and all such OTT platforms and their audiences are kind of connected to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said I want theatrical because I knew that Sandeep or Pinky Farrar was a kind of a family viewer in a kind of a woke, slightly grown-up sense of a way, mm-hmm. uh, sense of the word. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted, you know, 20-somethings, 30-somethings to come with their partners, with their spouses, with their friends, and with their parents to come and watch the film together in a collective environment in the hall. And I knew that uh, within a few weeks of the theatrical release, whatever be the fate of the film, the film will go to OTT and sort of, you know, find its uh, own audience over there. But I genuinely wanted a theatrical release because we are creatures of our past 
and culturally i have been trained and it has been ingrained in me and the high of the theatrical release the rush of people going in and coming out that vanilla world that i know the world of the past is still strong in me you know mm-hmm. so one wants that kind of a rush one wants that kind of a talk point for your film one want wants people to go to cinema halls and see your films and one does want to see the holdings of your films on flyovers and on the roads because ultimately that's why you make films you make it to some extent for your own vanity for your own ego for your own sense of you know how uh, sort of you know well known you are and how good the film is and all that it's it's a feeding system so it's, it's interesting you say that because a lot of my friends who are you know you know just starting out as filmmakers or part of the ecosystem would say yaar it's a great you know thing to work for all these otts but there's no fame you know fame comes only if you have theatrical releases it's not in, it's not true uh, it's okay. just that when we say in india at least in yeah, india yeah. it's just that when we say fame it means we have been accustomed to think of fame and acceptance in some different terms mm-hmm. that's what i believe and it's another world and we are at the crossroads of stepping into another world mm-hmm. and we are the generation who are extremely fortunate who make the change we are the only generation who will know the past and the present and the future mm-hmm. we are the only generation who would have read books and kindle we are the only generation who would have written on sort of you know uh, you know uh, notebooks and typed on devices you know very interesting uh, yes. i mean so 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 we are the transitory generation and it's a wonderful lucky position in history completely accident of birth but correct adi asked me you wanted to be a uh, so i said theatrical because i wanted that so that's how it started right and then when covid came we realized that it's going to be curtains so in fact uh, we had released our trailer and then suddenly you know the way sort of you know the covid wave surged and it looked like you know it was it was looking pretty bad and then we stopped yeah and then the thing is that uh, you are speaking to the director of khosla ka ghosla and oi lucky lucky oi and other Correct. such people and i have sort of you know always kind of survived on the fringe mm-hmm. and my films have kind of somehow survived despite everything because let's face it they have not been any in any sense of the word huge blockbusters in any sense of the word they have sort of you know uh, earned piles and piles of you know revenue in any sense of the word they have not been what you called mega mega hits they have mm-hmm. been just you know uh, cult hits fringe hits good hits you know something like that some of them have not been hits at all you know mm-hmm. and uh, what has happened is that after the theatrical earlier 10 15 years earlier when i started out the satellite and the television life gave my films the second wind and the second life mm-hmm. that ensured their permanence in some ways in the cultural zeitgeist let's say of the current times let's say people remember those films देखिए रिश्ते सिनेप्लेक्स प्रीमियर कुछ कुछ होता है सत्रह जून शनिवार रात सात बजे सिर्फ रिश्ते सिनेप्लेक्स पर टेलीविजन पर पहली बार विजय द मास्टर कुमार बाय एनसीसी रविवार तीस मई रात आठ बजे जी सिनेमा पर सिनेमा सिनेमा सो आई थिंक इन माय ओपिनियन ओवर द लास्ट थर्टी फोर्टी इयर्स थियेट्रिकल इन मेनी वेज एंड इन मेनी कॉम्बिनेशन 
with ancillary viewing mechanisms like television, like satellite, like DVD, like VHS, and mm-hmm. today it's the OTT platform. Right. And my heaven would be that it remains so, so that we enjoy theatrical when we want to, and we enjoy OTT when we want to, so that as a consumer, I can we have watch the best of both worlds. Me, I must. Otherwise, it will be monopolized. And, and the moment it's monopolized, quality will go for a toss. Correct. What are the unique challenges of a pay-per-view model in a cost-conscious market like India? Do you think only big-budget films can potentially pull it off, provided all other exhibition options are unavailable? Only then will hardcore fans pay on top of their OTT subscription for a individual movie like they do sometimes in the West with sports. Absolutely. That is that is one of the bigger hindrances, uh, paying a pay-per-view uh, when you have to pay 250 rupees for a, for a film for, for within a limited window of time. Um, I think uh, people are not uh, uh, accustomed to that. Uh, that is definitely a hindrance. Also, in India, uh, we as a... Uh, one of our biggest... Uh, uh, recreational activities is uh, is going out and going out to the theater Correct. going out uh, going out to a movie uh, with friends family and everybody else like uh, uh, like divaka was saying uh, and uh, we, we although we choose which films to go to but still that is a, that is a, that is one of the biggest activities that we have we like like in western societies in developed worlds we don't have multiple options of recreational activities mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for, a, for a common man uh, most common uh, mostly the biggest uh, and the cheapest possible uh, avenue to uh, go out and have a good good time is uh, going, visiting the theaters so I, especially like a salman khan film or a big uh, or a uh, or an extravagant big budget film or a film that everybody is talking about and saying it's a great film to go and watch uh, go and watch i think people would still prefer stepping out and uh, and still prefer the movie experience uh, uh, for certain for some kind of films for some uh, for a certain kind of films so uh, and i think so i think in india uh, definitely um, uh, the theaters will be there uh, will take a long time to go away I think they will not go away. I, I don't think they will ever go away. Mm-hmm. They will learn to coexist uh, uh, with, uh, along with other uh, mediums like television and OTT. And uh, the windows might start shrinking uh, more yes. and more, uh, definitely. Um, uh, but I don't know again whether there will be day-date release on both both the platforms uh, on cinema and OTT or cinema and pay-per-view. Uh, I think that is still, like I said earlier, it is it is definitely a little way off. Um, because there will be definitely a lot of resistance from uh, uh, multiplex operators uh, because they see it as an erosion of their uh, re- revenue. And, right. and also for film producers, um, uh, the, uh, from a production producer's perspective, really uh, the upside is in theatrical release. Um, uh, like if I release it in theaters and it does well, I see an upside. Um, and, uh, and for all, and movie business is a risk, risk, risk. Right. Uh, is a business where you are taking a risk Correct. and taking a chance, and when there is no upside, uh, there is uh, there is very little. Uh, in, in I mean, it's a it, it's a downer. It's a I downer. Mean, yeah. It's a downer. disincentive then. Doing it because you, there's an upside. So uh, you're saying, as a producer who always has to keep a sharp eye on the commercial side of uh, you know things, it is almost impossible to recover costs of a big budget movie, say like a Bahubali, which, you know, hundreds of crores of budget, right. um, recover that cost in a pure 
play per view uh, model yes at least i i would think at least as it stands right now i think it's difficult to recover costs on a pay per view model mm-hmm. and and see an upside on it so clearly from your uh, you know the way i understand it you as a producer would have probably cringed uh, you know cringed or hesitated uh, to release bahubali 2 on ott absolutely uh, right but absolutely. say what's happening in hollywood uh, you know we are now even seeing massive movies like say wonder woman um, 1984 simultaneously debut in theaters and also on ott platforms or warner in theaters and on hbo max the warner brothers also uh, actually made a massive announcement saying that the entire theatrical slate through 2021 will actually see simultaneous releases that means matrix 4 dune uh you think sooner than later this kind of release strategy will have a far bigger and long term repercussions on the industry across geographies yes definitely going forward there will be multiple uh, variations now earlier it was very clear there is a theatrical window there is a ott window there is a satellite window uh, you know now all of that is getting uh, uh, mashed up Uh, everybody is looking at how do i maximize my revenues and what is the best way i can maximize my revenues is it just going directly to ott uh, forget theatrical for the forget theatrical or is it uh, because if you go to theatrical i need to spend on uh, prints and publicity which is again a, a substantial cost if i go to directly ott i'm avoiding that cost Uh, so uh, do i go just directly to the- theatrical or do i believe that this film has the potential to hold through covid in this current situation and uh, and hold and then uh, pull out theater audience to the theater uh, does it have that kind of a potential do i believe in that and do i see an upside in holding on to that uh, so uh, uh, or do i uh, do i just go for a pay per view right now and push push my get wash this film off my hands and uh, and then uh, go move on to the next project mm-hmm. so there are multiple uh, multiple situation uh, multiple uh, dilemmas uh, so to say that the producer or a production house or a studio is having to deal with mm-hmm. and uh, depending on what kind of strengths you have like if i have disney has disney's uh, disney plus with them do mm-hmm. i uh, how do i uh, they they're leveraging that in it might not actually make money for them Uh, but it is adding subscri- subscribers to the or uh, bringing them visibility to the some platform. traffic to them yeah. Tra- yeah traffic to them so is is that what i'm going to compromise versus box office revenues you know whereas uh, am i going to compromise my box office revenues to build a platform for myself Got so uh, so de- depending on their individual strengths and depending on their individual uh, uh, each uh, each each they has to decide what is it that i'm going to uh, that they're that is good to- for their that is uh, for their yeah. film but yeah. uh, why i'm asking is because this kind of strategy uh, dibakar challenges the conventional notion that you know blockbusters or extravagant movies which are high on spectacles vfx action are best watched in a theater which gives you a feeling of community and escape it's an out and out immersive experience and as both you as well as shobhu said it's an outing for everyone in the family uh, and and in a especially in a country which is bereft of too many options um but it you know if you have simultaneous releases the whole idea is is challenged uh well the thing is uh 
I think uh, human society and its consumption of entertainment, which is a key social ritual, is not simple. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's not because we want to see a film that we want to see a film. Sometimes we go to see a film because our spouse is going to see a film and we are going along reluctantly. And then when we see the film, it's not a reluctant and we are not reluctant anymore. Sometimes we go with a gang. Sometimes we go with a family. Sometimes we go for a date. And sometimes, and many times, we go because we really want to see the film. Uh-huh. Sometimes we go to see the film. We go to see a film because we are uh, depressed. I remember, I mean, many, many years back, a friend of mine had passed away. And two of us, the two other friends, had gone and seen Police Academy 4 because we just wanted to forget the sad uh, uh, sort of, you know, incident. Yeah. So there are many, many reasons why we see films. Uh, as Shobu sure so rightly pointed out that India is different. India is special because somehow over the last 50 years or 40 years, we have successfully eliminated all other forms of uh, uh, performance and narrative and storytelling as a cultural sort of, you know, exercise pretty effectively. And uh, we've eliminated those. We've eliminated theater. We've eliminated folk songs. We've eliminated other such stuff. And we've sort of kind of put all our eggs in one basket for our collective social uh, 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 sort of, you know, experience called what we call the, the, the entertainment on, in cinema, you know, amongst all the cultures in the mm-hmm. South, in the Hindi film culture, in Bangla, where I come from, I mean, you know, my native state or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cinema reigns supreme, you know. So in a country like that, it becomes a little special as to sort of, you know, how we look at cinema and a release in India and a megastar release in India is always something which is uh, sort of kind of really out of proportion when you compare it to release in the US or in the, in the West, in, the, in Europe or wherever. Keeping that cultural, you know, uniqueness that India has in mind, I would like this future. I would like a future where we have, and this, you know, I know, I mean, Shobu is the expert. He really knows the figures and I'm, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it'll be good to hear what Shobu says. I would like a world where single screens are as much and as many and as numerous as multiplexes. Because I have seen that the weight of running multiplexes actually drives the value of the film down. And in my experience, it pushes up the ticket cost, pushes up many other aspects, and it forces distributors and exhibitors to rely on potato chips instead. True. Exactly. Sadly, the reality and, and COVID just accelerated the whole process. You know, single screens, uh, uh, you know, South may be an outlier, but rest of the country, they are shutting down faster than one probably can say Bahubali. So it's it's a sad state of affairs. It's purely becoming a real estate. But single, single screens are the reason why theatrical cinema is surviving, I think think a little better in the south and that shobu will be the judge to sort of you know uh, pronounce whether so? i'm right or not yeah, is that so i i agree with divakar i think uh, the strong single screens and the good single screens uh, in in south especially in andhra and telangana i think they are uh, uh, they are really uh, uh, the reason why i think uh, um, the uh, the films do so well in in uh, in andhra and telangana 
I think they're the, they're the backbone. I completely agree with Divakar on on his analysis of that. Um, this, uh, for some reason, we have very strong single screens, and uh, they have uh, contributed significantly to the success of Philips. Uh, but, but, but 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 that's that's not the case elsewhere, right? It's not the case, especially in North Heartland, Hindi Heartland. Single screens are not so strong. I mean, the quality of single screens is not so good. Is what I understand. And, uh, and so increasingly, uh, it's becoming like the Mumbai Midlands. I mean, more a real estate game than anything else. Yes, but unfortunately, uh, having said that, uh, the, even South, even South, even Telangana and Andhra, there's a lot of pressure on the single screens uh, for their survival because uh, the re uh, real estate prices are up, going up. Uh, the a situation like COVID, back to back for two full years, you're not running. They don't have the deep pockets or the wherewithal like uh, like multiplex operators. Uh, so, uh, so it is really a tough situation for uh, for single screen operators. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, uh, so, but but I completely agree with uh, Divakar that it should be multi layered. It should have. Uh, we should have single screens. We should have multiplex operators. Um, the, uh, there is uh, there is uh, like for for example a film like Rade. Single screens is uh, is, uh, is it's a, it's backbone. Is the backbone. That's where you would enjoy the, uh, the. That's where the audience comes to. And even a film like Bahubali, single screens were uh, in Bombay. I was told Anil Anil Tadani was mentioning single screens that uh, hadn't seen footfalls were seeing footfalls in uh, in um, uh, for Bahubali. Dibakar, suddenly, I'm sure uh, you're also being you're also being asked this question. It seems like it's a face-off. Uh, you know, OTT versus theatrical. Which is better? Which is worse? Uh, you know, as a filmmaker, yes, on one hand, subscriptions is definitely shot up in the last one year due to lockdown. But would you say watching a movie or a series on streaming wasn't exclusively a replacement for going to the movie theater? It was actually a replacement for everything. And so this is an aberration. We shouldn't, you know, read too much into it. See, I feel that... Uh... There are certain things that happen which can't be taken back. Mm -hmm. For example, when internet came and people had the choice of sort of, you know, surfing 15 minutes in a day and eight hours in a day and people took the choice of surfing eight hours in a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these things sort of, you know, have permanent and indelible changes on human behavior, which you cannot walk back from anymore there will be an initial surge of people rushing to the theaters because it'll be freedom. But yep. once that levels out, people still will consume a lot more on their phones and devices and laptops than they used to before because the COVID uh, sort of, you know, hiatus has also sort of, you know, given a kind of a push to the internet service providers to increase their bandwidth, you know, exponentially. Geo Postpaid Plus ke saath paiye Netflix, Amazon Prime aur Disney Plus Hotstar at no extra cost. What will differentiate is to some extent the small screen and the big screen. And there the the, the films that will attract the people to the cinema theaters to a big screen will be largely films which offer spectacle, which offer fantasy and which offer, you know, to put it crudely, sort of, you know, vistas of men and women flying, you mm -hmm. know. Because that will be a major part of the hook that uh, Shobu so relevantly said that you need a hook to pull them to the theater and take their journey. That is, that's true. But, uh, you know, one, one unique challenge, for example, and Shobu, you're, you're, you're the numbers guy 
you 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 know as i said you have to keep a tab on the commercial aspect is piracy i mean even even radhe uh, uh, you know people took to twitter uh, you know uh, to express their disappointment this and especially in a market like india releases like which are purely exclusively on a ott platform or pay per view they are more prone to piracy are they uh, yes absolutely and right. this affects the commerce i mean the financial viability of a film yes especially when you're doing uh, 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 nowadays even I, I was surprised to know that there even netflix and uh, netflix content and uh, amazon prime content and other ott content is also pirated uh-huh. you can go to telegram and you can watch uh, all of these without paying the subscription free so uh, so uh, i mean a film like radhe which releases on pay per view uh, your uh, your uh, your content is out there um, uh, pirated next uh, the same day or next next day and uh, for free so the uh, so it, it's uh, it really is a big problem for um, for uh, for the producer mm-hmm. and whether the producer or the studio uh, how do you how do you um, uh, stay uh, stay a step above uh, pirated content and still attract people to come and pay the 250 rupees and watch uh, and watch it on the legally i think there will be a portion of a significant portion of people who will uh, or not significant but there will be a portion of people who will uh, watch a pirated copy but at least when they when there is a theatrical release uh, because of the experience because of the spectacle that certain films offer uh, there was a uh, there was a need or a calling to go to the theater and watch it uh, but if there is no theatrical release and if it's all you have is a pay per view or a digital release uh, and and you have a pirated copy i think it it incentivizes people to watch a pirated copy more uh, uh, so that that will definitely be a challenge but do you uh, do you do you feel that without functioning theaters indian cinema just can't revive because even today many would argue more than 60% of what indian films earn uh, at least what they earned in the year 2019 which was supposed to be a blockbuster year comes from domestic theatrical revenues and a film's reception in theaters also impacts the price of every other revenue stream tv ott overseas you know music etc cetera, etc cetera. absolutely i don't see i can't imagine a, a film industry without theatrical without the exhibition sector uh, you know uh, because ultimately the uh, the big chunk like you said 60% of the revenues uh, come from theatrical and there is no way uh, an ott platform or uh, um, or ott companies are going to compensate by acquiring uh, uh, by uh, by compensate that 60% in acquisitions it, it's it doesn't get there i mean it, it the numbers won't add up and i think uh, even the even ott platforms can't acquire every film that is made whereas i can i can still find a window and release my film uh, in theaters um uh, so uh, and and hope that it does well in theaters and that will bring additional uh, interest in other uh, in ott and um, and other 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 revenue streams so uh, i i simply can't imagine a world without uh, theaters in india or anywhere in the world many uh, would also argue that the creative liberty perhaps is more on an ott platform as a director you could perhaps experiment more are you therefore getting more inclined to lean more towards pure ott movies considering the kind of film that you do 
not at all okay not at all not at all i want to take on every problem i want to take on the problems of theatrical and the ott both i am not uh, satisfied with just taking on one problem so no uh i want my films to be seen theatrically when you screen your films theatrically legally they have to conform to indian uh film certification boards norms which has become quite standard and we are all used to it because there are set norms and we know exactly what to do and what not to do while making the necessary compromise of what we can say and what we cannot say when do you expect things to normalize uh one year two year when i say normalize i mean full fledged outdoor shoots uh going back to the movies if not 100% occupancy but at least 70 75% occupancy or there's never going to be the same normal ever again we have to get uh real accept that there's a new normal that is staring at us dibakri you want to go first so i think it'll take another year or two to normalize when all kinds of vaccinations come in and uh, uh when we have found a formula of the speed of vaccination overtaking the speed of either the spread or the birth of a new mutant mm-hmm. only then we'll be able to sort of you know get back to complete normal till then it'll be like stop start stop start stop start i'm right. giving it another year year and a half that's what i feel shobhu i mean with so much of existing commitments getting rolled over you know for established actors directors you know what what's what's your take i mean uh, for web series and tv perhaps you will go back uh, to the floor earlier and you know probably you know uh, uh, by uh, july august and movies still uh, you know going back to the theater is still one one and a half years away uh, maybe not one one and a half years again it depends on when the if if and if and when there is a third wave and how how well we prepared we are to handle the third wave and how well the vaccinations go on like divakar was mentioning uh, based on all these contingencies i think uh, in terms of shooting we would uh, i'm hoping at least that uh, by july uh, late july august we would go back to the floors at least for web series and uh, and some movies um, and in terms of audience coming back we're hoping uh, in uh, to theaters in uh, we're hoping that audience will come back by october if uh, to theaters uh, that is the immediate short term but the, there will be ups and downs there will be uh, stop starts and i'm thinking for everything to go back to really normal we are looking at a year year and a half uh, is what we what we looking at. thank you shobhu and dibakar i've got to butt in and stop you guys we have run out of time completely in fact busted all our time limits but thank you once again for this engaging conversation my take A film director friend of mine asked how come in Tamil Nadu Master a Vijay and Vijay Sethupathi thriller became a monster hit at the box office in 2021 in the middle of a pandemic same for Karnan that is now also streaming on a platform near you possibly regional films are easier to manage logistically than a pan india release of a bollywood biggie like say Radhe or Rohit Shetty's Suryavanshi for the moment though we can only hope that after one or one and a half years life will see a new normal subject to a few external factors of course but covid really is having such an indelible experience that several 
of our behavioral patterns or consumption habits are bound to get appended for good and forever. In movie speak, that could mean that even while mounting a project itself, producers and directors are likely to fix their go-to-market strategy and not later, as they do now. Theatres for big productions, spectacles with high VFX action, while intimate ones exclusively for OTT or home viewing. But remember this, cleaving of audiences also means theatres need a steady pipeline of big spectacle movies, if and when things normalize. But for a business that thrives on high contact, people working together for long period, sometimes in outdoor locations or inside studios, this will also be fraught with high risks till we are absolutely sure. The movie business is thus caught in a vicious circle and it is impossible to predict what the future will look like. The big stars will survive this scourge. But what about the thousands of technicians, writers, supporting cast and crew? For this movie to play out, we really want a happy ever after. I'm Arjit Barman and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited and coordinated by Shashwat Mohanty. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief@timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share on your social media handles. We'll really appreciate it. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Goodbye and good luck and stay safe. All the clips used in this podcast belong to their respective owners. You can find the credits in the description.